Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here are your hosts, Casey Vallier and former Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks. It is time for another installment of Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. I am your host, Casey Vallier, and I am joined, as usual, with Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. The Colts travel to Nashville this weekend to take on the Titans on Sunday, the final regular season meeting with their AFC South Division rival. And to get us up to date on the Titans for the second time around, we're joined by Joe Rexrode, who covers the Titans for The Athletic. Joe, thank you so much for the time. How you doing? Well, thanks a lot for having me. I'm doing great and uh, really looking forward to this rematch. Yeah, we, we, we all are. It's a lot of momentum heading into this game as opposed to what it was a couple of weeks ago. The Colts have won two games in a row since falling to the Titans a couple of weeks back. And the Titans, that was actually part of that winning streak. They won three games before they headed into the bye. And that's kind of where I wanted to start. They're coming off the bye week last week. Do you think that bye at all came too early after in the midst of a three-game winning streak? Well, yeah, I'm sure if if they uh, if you gave Mike Vrabel his choice, he probably would have at least pushed it back a month, right? I mean, I don't think I don't think coaches or players love having having that off week this early in the season. Uh, I guess if you're an optimist uh, in the Titans building, you're you're hoping at some point the injury luck just turns around. It's been pretty right. bad, you know, the last two seasons, and they did. You know, they did get some guys that looks like back, especially on defense, who, who uh, weren't in that first Colts game who, who should help the Titans. Now I want to talk to you about the guy under center there, Ryan Tannehill. The numbers are what they are. They don't always tell the story, but they're there. And I look at what he's done to, the, to where we are at this point outside of the Colts game. He completed 81% of his passes there. But he's, got, he's minimal yards to this point. How do the numbers really tell his story to this point in the season? Well, first of all, just just my observation of Tannehill, I, I would say he's probably been one of the most or one of the brightest spots of this season so far for the okay. Titans. When you consider, you know, the limitations uh, and the issues around him, you know, after after last season and the playoff loss to the Bengals, when of course he threw the three interceptions, yeah. obviously we had a lot of questions about Ryan Tannehill his future with the Titans. And one thing Mike Grable said after that was, you know, we've got to be great around him. Well, the Titans have gotten worse around him. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they traded A.J. Brown. Um, yeah, it's not, of course, it's not their fault that they lose Taylor Lewan, the starting left tackle for the season, to, to another knee injury. But uh, they, they let Roger Saffold walk at left guard. Uh, like I said, A.J. Brown gone. Um, you know, they just they have not been explosive around him. Maybe they will be at some point if they get trailing Burks back. Of course, Burks got hurt late in the game in Indianapolis, and he's on IR. But Tannehill has very little time to throw, and he doesn't have guys open all over the field. So I would say he's done awfully well uh, under the circumstances. Now, Joe, I want to talk about running backs Derrick Henry. Last season after five games, Derrick Henry had 142 rushing attempts, and this year after five games, he has 104 attempts. Is this a conscious effort on the Titans to monitor his workload, or has it been a function of how the games have played out that Henry has less rushing attempts this year than he did last year at this time of the season? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, that's one of those things that Mike Vrabel and, and the, the offense coordinator, Todd Downey, if they do have an actual plan to limit his work, they're not going to tell us. But I think it is more situational. Um you know, I mean, for one thing, it, it mixed in there, you've got a, a blowout loss at Buffalo where you basically take him out of the equation shortly yeah. after halftime. 
Uh, in some of these games, he's gotten that heavy workload. And what they, you know, what they really like to do, and where they, where it's hard for them to predict sometimes what what he's going to end up with is just how the game is going. If it's a close game, um, you know, within a score either way, they they and they're getting they're starting to get those two yard runs turn into four and five yard runs. That's where all of a sudden you'll see him have a you know a ten twelve carry fourth quarter. Um, it hasn't worked out that way. It's been one, another interesting thing with that is. You know, Derrick Henry's better uh, halves have been the first half so far this year. I mean, obviously, much has been made of the Titans' offense, first half, second half. It's been very good the first half. You guys yeah. saw it in Indy, right? It looked great in the first half. He looked great. I thought he was on his way to 150 yards, and then the Colts did a much better job against him. That's been consistent with the Titans, first half to second half. And that's weird, and it's different from how it's been. So I think it is more situational. I will say overall with Derrick Henry, you know, the last three games in particular, he has looked more like himself overall. The first couple of weeks, I really was starting to wonder, you know, has he just lost a step? Is, is the explosiveness out there? The big runs haven't been there yet, but he looks more like Derrick Henry in the last three games. Now, you mentioned earlier wide receiver Traylon Burks being placed on IR. With him being placed on IR, who do the Titans look to to step up alongside Robert Woods to carry that load? Yeah, so Nick Westbrook, Akine, uh, of course, you know, uh, uh, an indie kid and yep. an uh, Indiana product. Great story, you know, undrafted free agent who has turned himself into number two receiver on this team. I mean, he's a good, solid possession receiver, and he makes some plays. He had a huge play, probably the play of the game in the win at Washington, a 61-yard uh, downfield shot from Tannehill that kind of, you know, turned the momentum of that game. But, you know, he's – I mean, there are limitations there. The tight ends, that's, guys, where I thought the Titans would be a lot better and more productive this year. But Austin Hooper, I think you could say, has been the biggest disappointment on the team. After the in camp, he just hasn't done much at all. Um, so it's really, it, you're just kind of spreading around. One thing that they've done is throw to the backs more. Henry yeah, has, yeah. has done some nice work in the receive, in, in the past game. And then Dontrell Hilliard has been a real weapon for the Titans, in particular in the red zone, and it's part of why they're number one right now. You know, uh, pedestrian offensive numbers, but they are converting touchdowns when they get into the red zone. Dontrell Hilliard's been a big part of that. But, yeah, on the outside, until they get Burks back, they just they really don't have anyone who scares anyone, including Woods. Very good player, but ideally Robert Woods is like a good two, uh, you know, in an NFL offense, not your number one receiver. We're talking with Joe Rex, who covers the Titans for the Athletic. Before I flip over the defense, I want to talk about something you brought up earlier. You know, Taylor Juan is going to miss the rest of the season with an ACL. In his absence, they've allowed eight sacks in the last couple games. Is there a real concern on that offensive line? Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, there was a concern with him. Uh, like I said, okay. you know, Roger Saffold walks, and then they, uh, you know, at right tackle, they, they let David Questenberry walk, too. So two of their starters from last year. Um, they let go. <clears throat> they drafted Nicholas Petit Frere, third round out of Ohio State. I think he's a nice looking young player who I think is going to work out for them. But they've tried previously to draft right tackles. You know, Isaiah Wilson, everyone knows that did not work out at no, all. No, not and at all. Dylan Radins, who's, yeah, who, Dylan Radins has kind of become a depth guy inside. So, you know, they have Aaron Brewer at left guard. Again, great story, undersized, undrafted free agent, but but he struggles sometimes with length in particular, and you've seen that. And then Dennis Daly is a guy they traded, uh, they swapped low picks for Dennis Daly right before the season started, and it's a good thing they did because I don't know what they'd be doing at left tackle. He has started, and you know, early on it was like you know 
pretty impressive for him to step in at Buffalo and then you know the the ensuing games and be solid. But yeah, he has struggled more and more in the Washington game in particular. He had a, just a brutal day. So you know they've kind of been cryptic about are they thinking about trying to do something else at left tackle? There just isn't really a good answer unless they can swing another deal at the deadline. So that's really I think the weak spot. You know, is definitely the left side. You had Lawan and Sappho last year. Right now, you got Daly and Brewer, uh, and that's I think where teams are going to attack them and probably have success against them at this point. Now, sticking with a very similar mindset, flipping over the defensive side of the ball before the season started, the team lost Harold Landry for the rest of the year. But you still got guys like the Nico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons. I know Bud Dupree really hasn't been kind of what the team expected when they got him from Pittsburgh. But when you look at this front, it's a pretty good team. How how have they missed Landry, and, and where have you seen them step up on that side of the ball? Well, second round uh, outside linebacker Rashad Weaver, who broke his leg early last year, he has four sacks in five games. So he's he's been one of the answers. Um, and like you said, Bud Dupree, ACL uh, in the season before they signed him last year, you know, he, he was hurt a lot of the early part of the year. He did start to come on late in the year. And then this year he's had this hip injury. And, of course, he was not there in the first meeting against Indy. That's one of the ways they could look different and better on defense Sunday. He is out there fully practicing, says he feels explosive. Early in the season, the Giants game and then early in the Bills game, he looked really good. He looked like the guy they paid big money uh, to to come in here and give them pass rush, but you know you you got to wonder like is he is he going to be able to sustain that and stay on the field? If he does, you combine him with Simmons and Autry and and Weaver, and even without Harold Landry, you've got a pretty lethal pass rush. So that that's one way the Titans could look different Sunday uh, defensively. And then another thing is Amani Hooker, very good safety, starting safety, missed that game with a concussion. He's back too. Now I want to talk about one of the Titans linebackers, David Long. He's in his fourth year of the team and is coming off a game against the Commanders in which he led the team in tackles with 12 and had an interception. How important has he been to this Titans defense? Yeah, he's been he's been tremendous. You know, I, I, you, you go into like the draft season last year and I saw all these mock drafts that had the Titans taking an inside linebacker and I'm like, so this is like this just means that nobody knows who David Long Jr. is. But you know, essentially the Titans the Titans felt good moving on from Rashawn Evans and J.M. Brown because of David Long Jr. Right. You're talking about a six round pick out of West Virginia and he's become just a tremendous playmaker. And like you said, he had the pick, the, the pick to win the game at the goal line. Um perfectly reading where Carson Wentz was going on that play and you know, that's obviously I mean that easily could have gone the other way on the Titans. He's uh Worked hard at his coverage. He's undersized, but he's fast, he's instinctive, and he's probably the most underrated player on this team. Now I want to move to the secondary. And I know it's early in the season, but the Titans have struggled against the pass, giving up 287 yards per game. The 2021 top draft pick cornerback Caleb Farley has had a bumpy start to his NFL career. How big of a concern are the struggles of the pass defense and Caleb Farley to the Titans' defense? Well, yeah, the long term especially – concern with Caleb Farley is pretty massive. I mean, you talk about Isaiah Wilson, your first-round pick in 2020, and then in 21, you have Farley as your first-round pick, and Dylan Radins your second-round pick. I mean, you have enough misses at oh, yeah. those picks, and yeah. eventually it really starts to catch up with you. You know, you guys saw Farley in the, in the game at Indy. He was he was covering Alec Pierce. He got, you know, he kind of forced in completion. It was a little bit of an errant throw, but on the next play, Matt Ryan hits Alec Pierce downfield for a huge play. Uh, in that game uh, uh, at Farley's expense. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Farley in this game. I think if 
Ugo Amadi is healthy. He'll play the slot. And if that's the case, the Titans are good on the outside with Christian Bolton and then the rookie, Roger McCreary, who's been really good. Uh, but they're missing Elijah Molda right now. He's on IR. He's normally their slot corner. So it's a it's a problem. I, I do think the numbers you – know, I think basically if they with Hooker back at safety and if they can have just a third corner who isn't giving up big plays left and right, then the secondary isn't as bad as the numbers suggest. But, but there's no question. They've given up way too many chunk plays so far. Well, final thing with Joe Rexrow who covers the Titans for the Athletic. We can talk about all the numbers we want, but it seems like every time these two teams play, throw the numbers at the window, it's always a really a hard-fought game. Very pivotal game for both of these teams when it comes to, you know, looking down the line for playoffs, but definitely within the division here in the AFC South. What are your expectations for Sunday and what to expect in Nashville? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been something to see. You know, for obviously anybody who's followed this series for any length of time remembers when the Titans just felt like there was just they just couldn't figure out a way to beat the Colts, and it's certainly not anywhere near that duration. But I do feel like one thing in this stretch of Titans winning is that I think overall the quarterback play on the Titans side has been a little bit better than the Colts. Yeah. Um, and so that that's a big key, obviously, Saturday is just that, those two guys, and that's any NFL game. But I feel like we're going to see probably a lower-scoring game, a physical game. Uh, is Jonathan Taylor going to be good to go? The Titans did a great job last time. I think both running backs, who, who wins the rushing battle, have a lot to say about it. And you know, just the offensive line, just the, the line of scrimmage play, both offensive lines have obviously had their struggles. Both defensive lines have guys who can take advantage of it. Which side gets, you know, the strip sack? You know, which side gets the batted ball that's picked like Tier Tart against yeah. Matt Ryan in the first right. matchup? Yeah. It could come down to a couple plays like that. We're all anxious to see what happens down in Nashville on Sunday. Joe Rexrow covers the Titans for the Athletic. Joe, thank you so much for the time and enjoy the game. Okay, Casey Bill, great talking to you guys. Really appreciate it. The final matchup of the regular season between the Colts and the Titans in Nashville on Sunday. The Colts return home next week as they take on the Washington Commanders at home at Lucas Oil Stadium. And we'll be talking with Sam Fortier of the Washington Post about that game next week. But this Sunday, it's the Colts and the Titans in Nashville, the final regular season meeting between these two AFC South foes. For Bill Brooks, I'm Casey Vallier. Enjoy the game and go Colts!